Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Hamida wa musalliya wa musallima The two individuals as they enter with Yusuf alayhi salatu wa taslim in the prison on the occasion when Yusuf alayhi salatu wa taslim had made this dua and he said Rabbis sijnu ahabbu ilayya Oh my Lord the prison is more beloved and dear to me than that which they invited me to and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells his uncle, never ask for difficulty. Always ask Allah for ease in every condition. Ask Allah for ease in every condition. On one occasion, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is informed of the sickness of his hubby, very, very, sad, very serious sickness of his hubby. And so the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam goes to visit him. And when he visits him, he asks him as to the very bad condition that he's in. What's the reason for it? And the Sahabi says, I made dua to Allah that, O oh Allah, whatever punishment I'm going to have in Akhirah, Allah, let it be that those punishments, rather I go through the difficulty in this dunya, <clears throat> and then I won't have any sin in Akhirah. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam told him, why didn't you ask Allah for forgiveness? Why didn't you ask Allah for ease in every condition? Nonetheless, we mentioned that they had given their dreams to the Prophet, to, to Yusuf Ali, Prophet Yusuf Ali Salam, and Yusuf Ali Salatu Taslim gives them da'wah first, inviting them to the oneness of Allah, which is another point, and we have to highlight that whenever we get the opportunity, we must speak about Allah. We move on then. Yusuf Ali Salatu Salam gives them the interpretation, whether they were lying or not. Subhanallah, he gives them the interpretation. And he says to the one, so he says to the one, you are going to be serving the king. Or he doesn't say to the one. He looks at them both and he said, as for one of you, one of you are going to be serving the king, pouring his drinks, and the second one is going to die. The second one is going to be beheaded, and that's his condition. <clears throat> so we need to be like this as well, okay? We need to when we're giving news to somebody. So we normally go and we say, I got some good news, and I got some bad news. The person says, okay, give me the bad news first. Okay. And you're going to be like, you're going to die. <laughs> you don't do that, subhanallah. So he didn't make one of the two feel bad. He didn't make it because everybody's going to die. But if you start telling a person immediately that you're going to die, already he loses hope. And that is why one of the mannerisms of visiting the sick people is that you keep the visit short. You don't wait for tea. You don't wait for cakes. You go there to make dua. And the last thing that you want to do is to say something that will hurt the individual. So, so you know, often we go and we say, how did it happen? When did it happen? Why did it happen? What are the doctors saying? What's the diagnosis? What's the prognosis? And then we often, when we say, you know, uh, oh, yeah, my uncle, auntie had the same thing, three weeks. Tops. <laughs> no, I mean, really, subhanAllah. Many people were given one, two weeks and then they lived for a year, two years. So we don't do that. Anyway, Yusuf alayhi salam said to the one who he thought was going to survive, right? He said to him, when you get this position, remember me in the presence of your king. Up to that stage, he had spent seven years in the prison. There's a saying in Arabic, Hasanatul abrar sayyatul muqarrabin. The good deeds of those who are the pious people. They are like the bad deeds of those who are the ones who are close to Allah. Their good deeds needs to be absolute. It needs to be par, it can't be just average, it needs to be very, very high above average. Okay? Par excellence. So Allah didn't like this. 
Allah wished that Yusuf would say to Allah, take me out of the prison. Allah, you take me out of the prison. So scholars say he spent seven years, so he was 40, he spent seven years, and then Allah made him spend another seven years. Nothing made him forget except shaitan, right? So nothing makes us forget except shaitan. But when we forget, we should ask Allah for forgiveness and we should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he grants us the ability to remember again the next time and so we never forget Allah. Nonetheless, the time does come when there's a need now for Yusuf alayhi salatu wa taslim. And this is another lesson that we learn. There might be an accusation, there might be an allegation, but at some time or the other, you are right, alhamdulillah, at some time or the other, Allah will grant that moment when the truth will be able to surface. So the king has a dream and he sees seven cows and he sees seven cows. Seven are fat, seven are not so fat, they're very small. Seven are devouring the others. He sees the seven uh, fields that are green and seven that are not. And he says to his ministers, can you give me an interpretation? And they, says, they, they say to him, look, we, we don't know what the interpretation is. Nonetheless, the one who Yusuf salam interpreted his dream, he said, look, I can get this dream interpreted. So he gets the Yusuf alayhi salam, subhanallah. We go to, you know, a person comes to us who maybe in the past took a hundred rand, something small. And he said he's going to return it in two days and he didn't. In two months and he didn't. For the rest of our lives we remember. When he comes the next time to ask for a favor, well, I can, I'm sorry, I can't help you. He wants, you know, you, you see his number and you're like, I'm not going to take this call. Right? You sometimes get caught up and it's like private number. And when he calls, you say, I'm sorry, I'm busy in a meeting. So anyway, he goes to Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam. There's no apology. There's no, you know, remorse. There's nothing. He doesn't say that, I forgot, I'm sorry, I beg your pardon. Yusuf ayyuhas siddiq. He comes and he says, oh Yusuf, the truthful one. Subhanallah. The response of a nabi, the response of a great person, does not correlate with that which was done to him. It's not the same. The response of a great person is if something bad was done, he does better. If something bad was done, he does better. So when the person came and says, Yusuf, you are Siddiq, O truthful Yusuf. So the person came back and he's asking for forgiveness and he said, Aftina fi sab'i tell me about this dream. So Yusuf says, he gives him three things. He tells him the interpretation, ta'wil, he gives him a plan and he gives him also glad tidings. Right? He doesn't say, no, 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 take me out of the prison first. When you take me out, when you make me a minister, when you make me the king, then I'll tell you. No. The need of that hour is, there's something serious going to happen, it needs to be told. He says, there's going to be seven good years, then there'll be seven bad years. So when the good years come, eat that which is necessary, keep the others away. When the seven bad years come, you use that which you have stored, accept the little which you can plant again. And then the glad tidings is there'll be the year that we'll have full of contribution, etc. And there'll be lots of fruit, lots of corn, and, and, and everything will be lush again. So when he comes to tell the king, the king realizes this is not an ordinary man. 40, 47, 54. And probably taken away from his father at the age of 7, 8, maybe somewhere around there. Okay? We have some 50 years in, in the process. Nonetheless... Uh, the king sent for him. He sends for him and he says, bring him, I want to speak to him. Yusuf says, alayhi salam, listen, I can't come to meet the king unless and until my name is cleared. You've put me on a disciplinary hearing, you've given me some time off, paid leave, etc. But if you want me to come back to the department, 
you need to in some way or the other because I can't come back returning in a manner that my junior still won't respect me. I'm going to come out, I'm a Nabi. I've got to speak to people and tell them about Allah. I've got to still give them the commandments and the orders. He says, send to your king this message and ask about those women who cut their hands. Eventually when they are called, they said, we don't know anything bad about him. And there wouldn't be anything bad to say about a person who does good. Okay? And this is another lesson. If you do good, eventually Allah will let even your enemies speak good. When the Prophet ﷺ, when his enemies were asked about him, nobody said that he was a bad man. Everybody said he's a truthful man. He's a Siddiq, he's an Amin, etc. So anyway, the lady said, we don't know that he's, he has bad in him, he's a good man. And then the minister's wife said, I had desired him, but he stayed away, and he was a great chaste person. And then he makes a wonderful statement. We mentioned this before. He says, I didn't do this 14 years. I didn't make this sacrifice so I could come out a great person. I didn't do that. He said, I just wanted to show one thing. I wanted to prove two things. One, I wanted to show Allah that I didn't, I never ever disobeyed Allah. Scholars say the second statement is even maybe a more powerful statement. He says, I wanted to show my master. I wanted to show the man who adopted me. I wanted to show my boss that I did not usurp the trust. He gave me an amana, he gave me a trust, I looked after his business. Why? Because Allah will not guide those who break trust. Anyway, he comes out of the prison. He has the right to do as he says, how he says, when he wants to say, to who he wants to say it. He's given a presidential pardon. Okay? He comes out and in the most magnificent manner, in a manner that is, that is representative of a great man, he says, وَمَا أُبَرِّئُ نَفْسِي إِنَّ النَّفْسَ لَأَمَّارَةٌ بِالسُّوءِ إِلَّا مَا رَحِمَ رَبِّي إِنَّ رَبِّي غَفُورٌ رَحِيمٌ He says, I'm a free man today. I've been clear of my sin, but I'm not saying that I'm a great man. Yusuf alayhi salam. Small thing happens to us. Our name gets cleared. We go and want our name. Say, no, 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 no. Write it in the paper. Put it in the newspaper. Give it to me in writing. I want it to be in the editorial section. I want it to be part and parcel of the firm email. Everybody must get to know about it. Send a message to my wife. Send a message to my brothers. Send a message to my sisters. Send a message to my husband. People must know that I'm a clean man. He doesn't say that. He says, I'm not saying that I'm great. In nafsa, sometimes the soul, and his soul didn't. But he's saying sometimes brothers and sisters, the soul inclines towards evil. Illa ma rahima rabbi. Except if Allah wants to have mercy upon it. And Allah is ghafoorur rahim. And when Allah forgives and has mercy, then we become people that are taken away from the direction of evil. So the king says, right, bring him here. He goes to the king and he says, Subhanallah, make me the minister of the land. Scholars say that this might be pride. You come into the new position, into the cabinet, and you say, I want to be the DP, the vice president, whatever the case might be. This wasn't pride because Yusuf salam, learning with his minister, had the knowledge, and he was good in terms of looking after things, right? And this brings us to another point, subhanAllah. 
if there's a position available, if there's an amana and a responsibility that has presented himself, presented itself, and an, and an individual has the capacity to fulfill the role of this responsibility and doesn't take up this responsibility, and somebody else who doesn't have the capacity to take up this, this responsibility takes it up, feeling and fearing, subhanAllah, that I'll try and do my best, and fails in the process, then the responsibility is upon the person who had the capacity. Subhanallah. Okay? It's not pride. It's about the responsibility and given to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The brothers come now. It's seven years that were good. And now it's seven years that are bad. We have to just get to the end now. And so subhanallah, they say to Yusuf alayhi salam, we need some food, etc. They, they don't recognize him, but he recognizes them. Okay? You know, you know, you just kind of know that these are those people. But he doesn't say anything. Why? It's not yet the right opportunity. Because they're not yet in that position where, where they ride down there. Okay? They're not yet in that position. They can almost challenge him. It's almost as if like, okay, we don't need your food. We're just saying that we, we've come, we can go somewhere else. And he doesn't want that to happen. There must be a reunion. So anyway, he says to them, Yusuf alayhi salam, that here's the food and when you go back, um, he asked them about their family and they said, we left the brother behind. And he says, when you go back, you should bring him back when you come back the next time. And you can see there was, that I was a good person. But in, 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 in some way, it was almost a hint to Yaqub alayhi salatu wa taslim. Again, that something is now taking a different plan. And so when we see something in our life, okay, and it, it sometimes doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. It's like, this is too good to be true. Then let it just be. Don't go too much into the why and, 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 and as we said, the why of it. Aisha radiallahu anha was given a bag and in that bag was flour, right? And whenever she needed to, she used to put her hand inside and she used to take out the flour. So a small bag. And she used to make the bread and then whenever she used to put the hand in and then it came to her one day that subhanAllah, I mean, how big can this bag be? Because she used it for a long time. Right? And then when she opened the bag, there was a little bit of flour, she used that and then it never filled up again. So if something magnificent is happening, leave it. Don't tell anybody about it. If Allah is giving you something which is beautiful, just keep it to yourself. It's Allah's way of rewarding you in that particular manner. Nonetheless, it's almost a hint. But Yaqub doesn't act upon it, maybe at that time it's not the right moment. Strike while the iron is hot, okay? Or while the rod is hot. Anyway, they then say to their father that this is the condition. The next time we go, we have to take our brother. And this is now the next thing that Ya'qub says to them. He says, Must I trust you? Must I trust you as I trusted you with Yusuf? Okay? So the story of, of Yusuf First he says, I fear that you won't look after him. The father's words. Then he says, فَصَبْرٌ جَمِيلٌ Patience is beautiful. Then he says, look, I fear. I fear like how I, you know, I trusted you last time. I'm not too sure. There's no, there's no reproach. There's, there's the constant dua. There's the constant guidance. There's a reminder, but there's a constant guidance, right? Don't write our children off. Anyway, he says to them, go. SubhanAllah, go because we need. And when somebody is in need, you have to do whatever it might be and what, take, what it takes. So they go. But as, is, as they are going, subhanAllah, he, he says to them, you are 11 children. When you're entering Misr, don't all of you enter from one door, right? 
enter the city from different doors. And this is a lesson that we learn, subhanAllah. Especially with certain communities and sections of... If you have wealth, alhamdulillah, Allah has given you wealth, but you can't drive three cars at a time. Really? Okay? Seriously, you can't. If you're going for a wedding, it's not necessary that for the, 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 the uh, bride's function, you go with a different car, and the walima, you go with a different car, and the men, you go with... People watch. People see... And that becomes a reason for nazar. And that becomes a reason for people want to be attacking. So all he says is, don't let it be that people see the greatness. That there's 11 brothers, subhanallah. They must be earning lots of money. They all have come together. There must be a great family. must be unity. And hasar is a bad thing. The Prophet said, Al-Ainu May Allah save us from the bad eye. So they come in the company of Yusuf alayhi salam. He splits them up. And he keeps his brother, two, two, two per room. He keeps his brother and he says, listen, I am Yusuf, you have been Yameen, don't worry about what they have done. He places a cup, saw, in his, in his belongings. And as they are going away, there's a caller, a crier that says, we are looking for a parcel, subhanallah. Okay? So they said, but, but we didn't steal anything. And they turned around and they said, we're looking for the king's cup. But by now, they already had been reformed. By now... They already had been reformed. So they were called back and they said, فَمَا جَزَاؤُهُ إِن كُنْتُمْ كَاذِبِينَ See, when we don't write our children off, and we carry on writing in our hands for Allah and asking Allah, Allah will assist us, inshaAllah. We made dua yesterday, Allah guide and assist the parents. It's hard, it's very difficult. But make dua. Dua helps, brothers. It's the only thing that helps. It's the only thing that's going to keep our children afloat. It's, it's nothing else, really. So he constantly makes du'as. And they say to Yusuf and the people of Yusuf salam that, that, you know, we didn't steal. Never mind stealing. We didn't even look at the, the, the yards or the farms of people we passed by. We were so honest. So he says, okay, if we find the cup, what are we going to do? So now they start quoting from their own sources. You make du'a, subhanAllah, for your children, they will come unto Qur'an. You don't necessarily have to tell them to read salah. Right? You make dua, we lead by example, they'll start doing it. We stop PlayStation, they'll also stop PlayStation Salah time. We put, no, seriously, we put the TV off Adhan time at least. The old people used to do it. Adhan time, they used to put it off. After Adhan, put it on again. You do that, your children will do it. When there's a scene, that's a bad scene, you turn the channel, they'll do it. Eventually, if you stop doing that, they'll stop doing it. If you drive slow, they'll drive slow. If you don't sway in the home, they won't sway in the home. We constantly need to lead and we constantly need to read. May Allah grant us the ability. Anyway, uh, he says, what will we do if we find it? They say, then the punishment is that you keep the person who you found it. So they start searching in the bags. They search in other bags and then they find it in the bag of bin Yamin. Alayhi salatu wa taslim. And then, subhanallah, now they're in, a pro they're in a problem because they made a pact with their father and they said that they won't return except they bring him will return with him and so they come to Yusuf alayhi salam and they say please send him with us and take somebody else and Yusuf alayhi salam said no the punishment as you said and this is a lesson for teachers you don't have to lose it okay you don't have to every time lose it when, it, when, a, when a child makes a mistake because when you lose it you just come with a migraine it's got like your blood pressure just get your sugar and all of that and we don't need that so you got to be to the child okay you caused it, you made a problem, so what do we do? And that's the worst punishment because the child's going to think of the least and you say, that's all. I mean, we can't accept that. 
So right now, for example, if your child does something, just, just for an example, just for an example, I'm saying doing it. So, so you can say to your child, listen, if you, if, you, if you haven't been good in Ramadan, you can't wear your eat clothes on eat day. Subhanallah. Now, now that's serious. You see, you give them certain things, you don't have to hit. You don't necessarily, sometimes you have to, trust me. I mean, I know what I'm talking about. I'm coming from the, <laughs> subhanallah. So, but you don't have to necessarily do that, right? You don't have to necessarily scream also. You just let it be in their court, subhanallah. Anyway, so, they, so Yusuf alayhi salam said, no, 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 we're going to keep him. And the big one says, I won't return until... So when they, they, they also make an allegation and they say, look, if he stole, then his brother also stole. And they were accusing Yusuf alayhi salam. There was an incident that happened and we're not going into the detail where he, they, they blamed him for stealing, but he was innocent. They go to their father, right? And now they return to their father, subhanallah, and, and how do they return? What face do you return with? You lost the first child. You lost the second child that's smaller than the first child. And the father, the father is crying. He's, It's okay for the father to cry. The Prophet ﷺ loses Ibrahim ﷺ. He cries. People say, and you, Nabi of Allah, he says, yes. On his loss, we are crying. We are sad. He loses his uncle, he's sad. He loses his wife, he's sad. I asked my Ustad when he lost his wife, what do we do? He said, we are sad. It's natural. Allah has given us tears. We must cry. It's normal. It's a gift given to us by Allah. It's a tool. Utilize it. It takes away ham and ghazm and, and, and ham, ham and huzn. Subhanallah. We must cry and take away these things from our hearts and constantly say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilahi raji'un. Over and over. Nonetheless, he says, um, when they tell him about this, he says, I think, go back. I think that Allah, go look for him and go look for Yusuf also. Now, you lost the car 70 years ago. People told you when you went to the police station every time, write it off. Right? Now you lost another car now. There's almost no guarantee that you're going to get it back. You go to the detective and you say, look, just find this one and that other one also. <laughs> Subhanallah. <laughs> when you, when you, this is tawakkul ala Allah. And this shows tadbir min Allah. Reliance on Allah and plan from Allah. He says, go, go look for him, go look for Yusuf. Allah inspires him now and he says, it's now the time that he must come back. It's now the time that my Yusuf must return also. So they say, you're thinking about this, we think you've gone mad, right? And his eyes had become almost blinded because of, of Kadim, because of how sad he was. When they come back, subhanallah, to Yusuf alayhi salam, they say, they say, oh, oh Yusuf, our, our family has gone through difficulty. We don't have any money. Our father is old and, and we are talking the truth and you're an honest man. Right at the bottom. Finished. Over. No pride. I, I can't challenge you anymore. I can't say, I did you haram. I did you wrong. And I'm standing before you and I'm saying, please help me. What do you do? The Fatha Makkah. The Prophet says, what do you think I should say to you? No bloodshed. What do you think I should say to you? They, they said to him, we see you as a son and an honored son. We see you as a brother and an honored brother. Subhanallah. Yusuf said, Hal alimtum ma fa'altum bi Yusuf wa akhihi idh ant... Subhanallah. He says, do you remember what you did with your brother when you were ignorant? 
He didn't say when you were arrogant. He didn't say when you were foolish. He didn't say when you were wrong. He didn't say when you were oppressive, subhanAllah. <laughs> he said when you were ignorant. You just didn't know what you were doing. Imagine if a brother talks to his brother like that. He has a brother talking to his stepbrother. Hmm? And he tells him when you were ignorant. You just made a mistake. A small mistake you made. 50 years. It's not a small time. After 50 years to tell the man that your mistake was out of ignorance. You're a silly man to have done that. Brothers are not forgiving brothers. Just because of arguments that are less than that, subhanAllah. So they said, it looks like you, Yusuf. He said, Anna Yusuf, I am Yusuf, this is my brother. He doesn't say I'm better than you. He says, Allah has favored me. Allah has favored me. What's the conditions? If a person fears Allah and he has patience, Allah will never let his reward go just by the by. Allah is too great for that. Patience and taqwa, subhanallah. They say to him, Allah has favored you upon us. We are wrong. First he said, no, you were, you were silly. They said, no, we are wrong. It's almost like we need to be punished. He says, no. He says, let there be no reproach upon you. This incident will never ever be mentioned again. And if you doubt it, let me just make a further addition to that. I'm telling you, I won't mention it. May Allah forgive you and he's the most forgiving. Subhanallah. How? Oh, what a man. The Prophet says to them, What do you think I should do with you and say to you? They said, You're an honored man and an honored son. He said, All I'll say to you today, they stoned him in Ta'if. Big intestines were thrown on him in the, during what he's making circumambulation. Thorns in his way. Taunted. Abu Bakr hit unconscious for him. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wherever he went, there was difficulty. Three years in solitude, boycotted. All of the difficulties. He stands as the master in front of creation that he has the ability to do what he wants to. And he says, I won't say anything to you today except what Yusuf said to his brothers. La No reproach upon you. What a man it will take. If he stands up to his brother, his real brother, a real sister, a real friend, and says, all I want to say is, I forgive you wholly and solely. May Allah forgive you. And I'll never mention this incident again. Actually, it seemed, subhanallah, it seemed that Yusuf was apologizing. This is the great part about it. And he said, take the shirt, go to your father. Put it upon his eyes. His eyesight will return. Few miles away from the house when he was in the water in the well, his father couldn't even detect that he was there. Egypt is thousands of miles away. He says, It's, I, I smell the fragrance of Yusuf. I smell the fragrance of my Yusuf. It seems like he's returning. They said to him, you're a madman. 
No, brothers. You will smell the fragrance of the assistance of Allah. Taqwa, sabr, shukr, fear, your thanking Allah, having patience with Allah, praying to Allah, laying for Allah, doing for You'll smell it one day. Maybe not today, but it will come. Allah doesn't leave it like that. It's not just like that. So he says, I smell the fragrance of Yusuf. I smell my Yusuf returning, subhanAllah. When they come, they place, His eyesight returns, subhanAllah. He says to his children and to the people, he didn't, he didn't say, yeah, you said that I was mad and now you see, just like his son, the father was greater and the son took lessons from the father, subhanAllah. May Allah grant us the ability to take lessons from the aged and those who are our fathers, subhanAllah. The father spoke in the same manner Yusuf spoke. All he said was, Alam aqul lakum. I told you I knew from Allah which you didn't know, subhanAllah. Yusuf salam said, I'm not saying that I'm great. Allah is great. Allah is great here. Anyway, Yusuf salam doesn't go and meet him. He wants the honor of the father in the city. There, if he goes, people won't know. It's just an incident. He brings the father to the city with pomp and glory. Enter Misr. If Allah wishes in a condition that you are free, that you are safe, you are the owner of Egypt. From the land... That was a small little village in that village where there was a well with no water, in that well that had no water where Yusuf was hidden. In that land, Allah brings you as the owner, subhanAllah, of Egypt, the land of Quran, subhanAllah, the king of Egypt. So when he comes to his father, to his son, with his wife and the children, First thing he does, everybody in Egypt knows him. No? They all know him as Yusuf, the great Yusuf. But he first introduces his parents. Important lesson. Very important. Don't introduce your son as the Hafiz first. Introduce your son as the Ustad student. Success is like that. We are all our parents' children. Okay? They're not our parents. We are their children. <laughs> Obviously, they are our parents, but we belong to them. So he takes his father and mother, he places them on the throne. And everybody witnesses the spectacle. Honor your parents. Honor Ramadan, Jannah. Honor your parents, Jannah. Honor the Nabi, Jannah. Beautiful. Subhanallah. And then when this happens, they all fall in prostration. All of them. At that time it was permissible to make sujood to a Nabi. And I'll conclude with this, which is the most beautiful, the pinnacle of the incident of Yusuf alayhi salam. It says, Oh my father, this is the interpretation of the dream I had from before. He's meeting his father. When he departed his father, he spoke about this dream. Allah makes him meet his father the first thing they speak about is this dream. 
This is the interpretation. Now look at how he introduces Allah. Allah made it true already from a long time. It, 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 this was written in Allah's plan. And he honored my stay. He looked after me. When he took me, when my brothers wanted to make difficult upon me, subhanallah, after shaitan inspired them, he gave me honor. He took me out of the well. He says, Allah, he doesn't speak about his difficulty. <laughs> when he introduces Allah, he only speaks about the ease. He doesn't speak about the prison. He doesn't speak about the allegation. He doesn't speak about his brothers harming him. When that is spoken about, he says, Shaitan did it. When he was sold, he doesn't speak about that. He was brought up, he speaks about that. He speaks about how Allah taught him. He only speaks about good about Allah. We go through 10 years of difficulty. The only thing we have is complaints. Ayyub salam, seven years is in difficulty. His wife says, make, make dua to Allah. Make dua to Allah, Allah will listen to your dua. He says, oh my wife, 47 years, 40 years Allah gave me ease. Now seven years, I feel shy to make dua now. Maybe when another 40 years pass, then I can make dua, when it's equal. Subhanallah. Inna Rabbi latiful lima. He say, oh my Allah, you are so delicate and amazing at how you handle things. He says, Allah, two things. In the beginning we mentioned it, and in the end, Allah, you are wise and you are all-knowing. Brothers and sisters, the why of this Ramadan is Allah is Hakim and Alim. Allah knows what He's doing and He knows why He's doing it. Now He makes dua. The most brilliant dua perhaps from amongst the duas in the Quran is this dua. A lifetime of difficulty. Hmm? He says, Allah, you gave me honor. You gave me kingdom. You taught me from the interpretation of dreams. You are the creator of the heavens and the earth. You are Allah. I, I've realized you are my friend in both the world and every other place. Allah, I have one request. Just one request, Allah. I ask you to make me die as a Muslim. Fifty years sacrifice. Nabi of Allah. Says Allah, the why of my life is I want to die as a Muslim. And if it's possible, my Allah, then join me with the pious people in Akhirah. He's the most pious man of his time. And he's saying, Allah, if it's possible, make me with the pious people. We're thinking that my fasting is enough, my salah is enough. This is the dua we need to make. Oh Allah, accept my Ramadan and make me from those whose Ramadans also were accepted and make me from those who are your pious servants and make me from those who protect your deen and those who have to work on you. According to Israeli narrations, 
Yusuf one day told his father and he said, my father, why did you cry so much? And your eyes became so almost blinded. When you knew a Nabi, then I was going to be a Nabi. If we didn't meet in this world, we would have met in Akhirah. This is the why parents worry. Yaqub said, oh my son, you left me at a very small age. Every day my concern was, I don't know where you were, if you were still on Deen or not. I didn't cry because I missed you. I cried because I was afraid that you'd miss Deen. And this is the why of life. That we must rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rely on Allah and why? Because the reward is ultimate with Allah. May Allah grant us the understanding. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.